Hello and welcome back to the Thursdays of the Best Days podcast. Joining me this week, we have Bruno, Fee, and Dit. And in some tech news this week, there's been some phone leaks of this mysterious Vivo phone, apparently with a 100% screen ratio, which I, I really don't know if I care about 100% screen. The biggest thing I have to worry about is where are they putting the camera and speakers on the front of the phone? Those the are some vital parts. I just say, like, you, you don't take selfies, so why, how would that affect you, my guy? I took one. <laughs> you took one? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, it was more like two or three because I messed up the first two. But... As an avid Snapchat user, I, I feel like I should be more concerned. Do, do you guys care about bezels? Do you guys, are you guys okay with bezels, or would you rather there be no bezels in life? I'm a heavy YouTube and twitch watcher on my phone like i watch it more on my phone than my actual pc so i like the bezels because it gives me somewhere to hold the phone comfortably without feeling like i'm covering up anything i was going I to mention one of those holding pop sockets. It. what was that bruno i said i was going to mention holding it how i feel like i would touch the screen with my hands when holding it sometimes i feel like there is a happy medium to bezel and not bezel like i feel like my phone Maybe it's because I've had it for so long, the LG V10. Uh, the bottom bezel is, is a bit large. I will say that. Like, the bottom bezel is large. But besides that, I feel like it's a very good, like, bezel to have. Because it gives you just enough room to, like, not touch things on your screen if need be. So, wait. For point of references, I have an iPhone 8. Bruno, what do you have? I have an LG V30. V has the LG V10. And you have the... Google Pixel XL. Okay. So the iPhone 8, for me, has a very noticeable top and bottom bezel with negligible side ones because I have a case on it, so I need at least some sort of bezel for the case not to interfere. My case is, like, struggling to keep the sides in because I have a slightly curved front glass panel. So, like, I can see where that curve starts with my case. I have an OtterBox Defender this time on my phone so i see the curve just slightly and i have a, i would say pretty small top and bottom bezels which yeah. i enjoy i have an outer box defender too but with my phone it's so like you can grip my phone like it's a steering wheel almost with how thick the bezels are in the top and bottom when i'm watching youtube but i like that because i can hold the phone with one hand but get a really good grip on it because my whole thumb can go on the front of my phone without covering up anything and then my phone the bottom bezel honestly is probably just there to for like stuff like the screen size because i have two screens it's great it's dope i, I wish think. i had the top screen like you have your I secondary more phones screen. did it it'd be nice to have more phones do it instead of one giant screen make more useful things in the bezel room that we have currently well, supposedly that's what's supposed to happen with the LG G7Q or whatever, or that weird naming scheme they got going on for it. The thin Q? They're, yeah. They're, like, they have the notch in the top, but the sides of the notch are supposed to not turn off, but not count as screen real estate if you watch a video or something. Well, like, my phone right now is a 9 by 18 ratio, like a 2, two to 1. So a normal 16 by 9 YouTube video doesn't fill my screen, which I don't know how I feel about that. Also, I got these stupid rounded corners on my screen that I hate. <laughs> I don't like it. Like on the sides? Like every corner is a rounded edge. There are no uh, corners. <clears throat> now what I hate, like the iPhone X, that is a 16 by 9 aspect ratio, but it has the notch, the big notch in it. And that uses up real estate during videos and all, too. I think they should have cut off. I think the notch should have been an, not a, maybe a, like a second screen almost. Like, I don't think it should have been part of the full display in the way they've done it. I, never, just, it... I still understand why that is the thing that they do with trying to squeeze in that extra bit of screen when it has no use other than battery life and cell signal well another thing with that is uh the iphone 10 or x or whatever it is uh it has an oled 
our display. So having stuff on all the time doesn't consume as much power, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Like my screen is always on. It always shows me the time, but it doesn't use much power because everything else is black. So right. when you have black, those pixels are physically off. So it doesn't take power. And that's something I am excited for whenever I get, I have probably another year, two years till I get my next phone. But I realize I can't have that on my current LED or LCD, whatever it is, screen. But I, I'm excited for like that feature in an OLED display. The next Apple innovation, brand new technology, pixels that can be turned or on or off individually without having to change the whole screen on. Wow. Wow. One of my original phones had that. It was the flip phone, but it had it. <laughs> oh, I remember that. You had a second screen on the back of the On, like, the, the front? Screen. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, my old flip phone had that. Like, it was always on. Yep. I, I had one, too. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what type of screen it was, but it was it was something. An LED screen. <laughs> this is falling back to the whole camera, like, where's the camera going to go on the front of the phone type thing. What if they... Like, there's a new technology that is just being tested on phones right now with the in-screen touch, like, ID thing. Well, no, it's in production. You know it's, like, actually out for sale. Well, now it is. When I first heard about it, yeah. But, so, what if they do that with a camera? Is that... That would be crazy. Logical? They, it could be. The problem I would have is that the fingerprint sensor, this color is already... There's already discoloration because of how thin they have to make the LCD panel, that if you do that for the camera, it's probably going to have to be even thinner, and it's probably going to destroy any functionality of having a screen over top of it, because it's just going to be so opaque. That sounds yeah, like it's... a pretty hard no. <laughs> well, it's you have, for like the fingerprint scanner, like you have to actually look for it. And everything that I've seen on it, in like videos, you have to like, like look deep at it when you're just using it usefully, like as you normally would. I I don't think you would notice it as often as you think. Well, the fingerprint scanner and the in-screen stuff actually takes a picture of your fingerprint. That's the way the technology works. It's not like the others where it feels it, but it doesn't have to worry about color accuracy and all that stuff like an actual camera would, because I don't think people would be happy if they take a picture. And you just get a gray slate over front of it or something. I, I'm having a lot of issues with getting rid of like a lot of these hardware fish, it like features on these phones. Like the iPhone 10 doesn't have a home button, any physical home button, and I really don't like that in my mind. I don't like the gesture, like era that it's kind of ushering in. I don't like well, the gesture, but I have like on-screen buttons, and I like that. I would like that. I mean, my my iPhone 8 button isn't a real button. It's like a tactile response. If I like press, yeah. it's almost a 3D touch, but it's still, it's still a thing. I can. It touch feels it. like a button to you. Yes, and I get that. Apple so, used to have the on-screen display buttons, didn't it? It's for like mm, no. disable, or like it was for like if your screen broke or if a button broke. But you didn't have a back button or anything on the screen. It it was a little dot that you could put up there that would bring up a menu of software versions of hardware buttons. I think or something. Yeah, it was similar to that. For people that broke phones or broke parts of their phone, and they were able to still use it softwarely, like on the software side rather than the hardware side. So I have a question: If they're replacing hardware with like more screen region, so for instance, how me and Bruno have the on-screen buttons. Is there really a point to adding that on-screen like button instead of the hardware button? Like, what? What's those? Like, how does that? Is it okay? Is it worth it to have a software button over a hardware button for more screen region? Well, Android phones, as far as I know, haven't had front-facing buttons for a very long time now. Uh, it's been a little bit. I wouldn't say a very long time though. Well. Three or four years in the phone world is, I guess, yeah, drastic change if you look at what's happened recently. I know cheap phones have them, like the track phones and stuff still have them. Some of them, yeah. But I, I, 
my old LG G3 I loved because it was my first phone. Well, no, it was my second phone without buttons on the front because I had an HTC One. But the G3 I loved because the it was the first power button in the back, and the sides were clear buttons and all that stuff. And you could double tap the screen to turn it on, double tap in an empty space to turn it off. Those were convenient gesture-based controls, I guess you would call that. Yeah. I don't know if that's still in the LG phones. Yep. I love Noctawake. It's great. Just double tap on the screen and it turns on. And again, and it turns off. I'm a year and a half into this phone and I still try doing it. Because it's a feature you just can't get rid of. Yeah, that was one that that really... Yeah, that was one that I really liked. I also don't mind having my fingerprint sensor on the back of my phone. I think it's great positioning because that's where I put my finger when I hold my phone. I agree. See, I don't use any of that. Like, I even I have it on my front, but like, I just I don't like it because I don't. I open my phone sometimes in the most random ways, and I feel like I'd just be, like, not put out, but like I don't want to be forced to open my phone a certain way. Well. Like you're saying, if it's sitting on my desk, I can double tap and enter in my swipe password. Just normally. So you don't have to pick it up and get your Correct. fingerprint sensor on the back. Yep. That's what's so nice about it. See, I personally don't use passwords. I just I want to be able just to get right in my phone like in a second. Like, I don't want to deal with all that stuff. See, I don't trust people. That's why I like the fingerprint sensor so much, because it's so instant. Yeah. It, it, it is like sometimes I do it on accident. I mean, it's not that often, but sometimes I'll just put my finger up there just out of like reaction, and it is instant. Like you don't have to wait for anything. They're going away from that now. Even I, I think I could accept fingerprinting eventually, but they're going away from it. Well, iPhone is. But I, I was gonna say I think iPhone is. Like the, all the phone leaks I've seen, they still have fingerprint sensors because the Face ID in iPhone X, I think, is failing. Like it's a big flop for Apple. Because they cut down production on the iPhone 10 already, correct? Whatever you're gonna call it. They're making the next. They're making. They're like gonna be in production of three new phones soon. Yeah, but they cut down the X production really early in its cycle, just because it was supposed to be like this hot phone. You nah, would be able to get it for like six production. months. Hmm? My produ- my thing was I always understood it was supposed to be low production because of the uh, hardware. They that's why it was so expensive. It was supposed to make it more exclusive. It was overly in stock in places. Like the YouTube videos I watch people destroy phones, they'll break like five of the phones, go into an Apple store, and get five replacements right then and there. I think eventually. Like the phone wasn't selling what Apple thought it would be. Let me see if I can look up some numbers. I think it's. It, the phones have gotten very pricey. $1,000 for a cell phone seems like a very large amount of money. Especially with the available hardware that you can buy for computers or laptops. Yeah. Like, yes, you're getting, like, the whole mobile aspect of a cell phone and being able to call or whatever. But it feels just, like, price gouging at this point. Apparently the iPhone X is actually their best-selling phone. But I don't know. That's weird from other stuff I've seen. So you just lied on our podcast. (laughs) No, because... I guess it was reviewers saying it's a flop, but then Tim Cook says it's not, and that Apple's gone up 2% in sales with it. So, I know they're coming, like, I, it wouldn't be surprising to me if they were starting on this year's stuff, because they're, I think they have three big phones coming out, like, the the sequel to the X, uh, the SE, which was, I don't know if you guys remember it, but it was a really cheap iPhone version. I was going like, to say, wasn't that, like, the real down and dirty cheap iphone was that the plastic one yes it was the very colorful one yeah i thought that was a c this is se i think of ce is i i don't know the complete but i know this this is supposed to be a cheap iphone and then like the normal one so they're like this next year is going to have a lot of like different iphones people can choose from so that think that affects scales too because people will choose what they want rather than like have one option like the other years mostly also just to verify me dit and bruno are all android users and nick's the only apple fanboy yes 
I'm a fanboy for their phones. I don't really use anything else Apple other than my iPad, but which doesn't make sense if you go Apple. I, I really just like the phone. Like I like the software on the phone the more than an Android on my get phone. Get one professor in here who owns like every Apple product ever made. And who would that be? Steve. I did not know that. You didn't see he uses an iPad for class. He has the new iPhone. He has an Apple Watch. He uses a Mac Pro for stuff. And he also has iMac as his monitor. Nope. I must have missed all of that. I think. Anyway. Am I the only one on the newest version of Android? No, yes. I are you on 8.0? I'm on I'm on 8.1. Okay. I'm on 8.0. The pixels give me like the oh, updates as soon I as I forgot they go that out. you're on Pixel. Yeah. You get them right away. Yeah, I don't have to go through Verizon or anyone to get my update. I was going to bring up the point of hardware keyboards. Do you think that they'll ever make a comeback? Nope. In any way shape or form. Wipe typing is a godsend compared to that. Like, Do you guys like swipe typing? Yeah. yeah. If I'll, if it, it's fairly weird words, it's hard. But normal talk, it's easy. I will use two fingers if I have them available. But I'm perfectly fine using only one finger and swipe typing. And I'm pretty good at it guys, too, actually. But if I gave you just one, like, a sentence to type out, one hand, no looking, could you type it out, like, tapping? Tapping? No. Tapping? Probably not. See, Swiping, I... Kind of, because, like, I'll miss stuff completely, and I'll still get the right word. I can... I don't have to look. I can tap. If I'm, like... And I never do this, but if I was driving and I need to have my eyes on the road, I could tap out a sentence and maybe have one spelling mistake. See, if I'm driving and I have to send out a text to someone, I swipe text it. Because I can just reach... Like, I have my phone in my passenger seat all the time, because I charge it and have music playing off of it through in headphone jack and <laughs> i just like my phone will be open already so i'll just like go to my text message as i'm looking at the road and i'll just put my right hand down like scribble out a message glance at it real quick like yeah that's close enough and hit send you know you took that jab at the headphone jack but do the new pixels even have no. headphone jacks we don't know yet yeah the two does the, it no the recent pixels oh no Oh, they're going to take yeah. one has it, two doesn't, three has the it. The V30 Maybe. was the only flagship know, with a headphone jack. And not only did it have a headphone jack, they put a nice DAC in it, too, even. Um, The G7 has a headphone jack, so who knows? They're making the Google phones. I think the whole headphone jack was just Apple being like, yeah, look what we can do. Now phone companies are going to get away from it because they're like, Apple's yeah. dumb. And then everybody jumped off the bridge with them. I think it was too early. It, it is too early. Well, I it's think annoying. I... Like, me, knowing Wes, the people I'm rooming with this summer, for those who don't know, um, I think one of us, one of them is an Apple user. I think it might be Wes. I'm not 100% sure. We were in the car the other day. I'm like, does anyone want to play music? Well, it's like, I don't have a headphone jack. I'm like, oh. And they're like, yeah, I don't have my adapter with me either right now. I just leave it in my car. It was Noah. Noah did that. No. I forget. I had to have been West. So And there's a lot of cars that don't have Bluetooth still. I keep mine in my wallet. It's easy enough. To, like That's what I do. That's my personal solution is I carry one around in my wallet. So I always have one on me. Until someone steals your wallet. Okay. I feel like that's not going to be my... <laughs> Oh no, I can't listen to my music while I'm... Pre- yeah, you're going to be depressed. You're going to be like, I don't have my wallet. Well, at least I can listen to my jams. Oh. If I don't have my wallet, I feel like I'm getting mugged, and I probably don't have my phone either. Maybe you just brought your wallet and not your phone. Who would steal an iPhone? Let's be real. <laughs> How much are those dongles that Apple I was sells? just thinking about that. It's like 10 That's actually not bad for Apple. That's surprising. I, bu- I bought mine for 10 at like Target. I don't know if they were running a sale or anything, but like that's how much I spent on mine. But um, other companies get them for free with their phone. Well, I got one free with my phone, but oh. I wanted extra. They are $9 on the Apple website. And it got ripped off. Okay, quick question. 
what do you think your next phone would be? Like, give me a brand or a series. V40, if they support the Google Fi project. If not, probably a... Did I say Google? What did I say? A V40, if it supports Google Fi. If not, Google 3. V? Um, I'd probably roll with a LG, whatever their newest is, because I've been... So I just did some more research. Apparently... I've been on the L- LG like bandwagon since the LG Envy. Oh man! I don't know if you guys remember. That. I didn't know that I was an LG fanboy. That's, but apparently that's a long way back. <laughs> apparently, I'm an LG fanboy. So wait, but, how can you be an LG fanboy and then trash on me for liking the iPhone? Like you just like that type of phone. You keep getting that type of phone. Yeah, but LG like makes an iPhones. Yes, there's a difference between an iPhone and an LG. One's quality, one's hype. LG has multiple types of offerings. Like they do throughout their whole thing. It's not just here's an iPhone. My last one was a G4, and I switched to a V30 after I heard about how much Vilas liked a V10 that I suggested to him back in the day. I I literally said there's three options. Well, they're all the same. Yeah, it's gonna be like here's our cheap. Here's this one, which is that one, but with this feature. Then here's this one that's completely different. But LG has the G series, which is their like pretty boy mainstream their v series which is their like hardcore enthusiast and then they have like 10 different budget phones i think lg is one of the bigger sources for the cheap android phones yeah they have phablets i think too what did you just say phablets (laughs) (laughs) can we can we get an explanation because i do not phone tablets okay the gigantic phones like okay. the Galaxy Notes with the stylus and all. I got you. So let's keep going down the line. Bruno, what, what's your next? I If the next V series is good, I would be in line for like the V50, I think. I skipped generation. Like I hopped from one to another. So I had to wait two and a half years with my old phone. But if I can get on a two-year cycle with a V series, I'd be pretty happy. As long as they don't screw it up. Like, if this one didn't have a headphone jack, I might have switched to something else because they took out the removable battery and they stopped putting the secondary screens on. So that was kind of annoying. But I think I'll stay with LG V-Series. I want to defend LG a little bit. The removed, the removed battery is because of waterproofing and that being a hot topic thing. Oh, absolutely. Like, I understand why they did it, but I enjoyed having... A removable battery very much i will say though at that my end, battery life has been great with this phone at the end of my g3's lifetime um its battery was getting pretty bad and the software would lock up but with the removable battery you always have that hard reset that you could always pull if it ever freezes yeah Nick, what are you looking forward to as your next phone I'm, i'll stick with an iphone like i when it comes to like iphone the hardware like Okay, the radio in my car, I personally don't need a headphone jack. I have the option of USB, Bluetooth, or AUX if I want to with like a uh, uh, dongle at the end. So I have three different ways to get my phone connected to my radio. And half the time I do the USB because it also charges my phone at the same time. Convenience. And anything else I want is software. Like I just have to hope software stuff will happen. Does anyone else that uses a cassette adapter to have music play in their car? Nope. Nope. Oh. Feels bad. <laughs> All I, use... I have is cassette and CD player. I use Bluetooth 90% of the time because my aux is kind of busted and it plays crappy if I don't use Bluetooth. That's your phone, though, not your car. Yes. I have noticed that I have a fairly cheap, like, hands-free Bluetooth receiver that plugs into my aux cable input. And Bluetooth versus a hard wire is very different with this phone. But that might be because they put so much work into audio on this phone, too. Like, they have a, a quad DAC to make it sound better when it's plugged in. So, that might be it. You might be better off just the phone speakers over Bluetooth with your phone, honestly. Phone speaker isn't that 
phenomenal, to be honest. I mean, it's I guess, acceptable, but it's not great. I guess they really wanted people to go headphones with the DAC then. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely awesome. all about headphones with this phone. Well, I want the European models because apparently they have even better audio. Because they don't have to have as much like cell acceptance. The different band frequencies. US has like ten different things they have to follow. Hmm. Yeah, that's sure. interesting. LG makes different phones based on country you're in. I don't know if other. I think Samsung does that too because over in Europe and Asia they make their um, non Qualcomm phones. I I can't speak for that. I don't have any knowledge on like whatever anyone does. I can verify that because I was looking for parts or batteries for my phone, and there's different parts per country, and I was very upset when the United States version was a little bit more expensive than the. Uh, uh, I forget what other country is one. Maybe European European version. Yeah, the American phone. The like when they make a phone in America, they have contracts. Like Qualcomm has a contract with Android, I think. So pretty much every Android phone has to have a Qualcomm chip. But they're tr like I don't think that contract's being renewed at the end of the cycle. I it depends on what Google really wants to do. I guess I know Samsung wants to get out of it because they already make their stuff in house. So, do we want to talk about our first phones, or would you guys rather delve into what we want from phones? I was going to bring up what we want. Like, what are key features? All right, let's start from the top. The two I want front-facing speakers. If we have bezels, I want them to be functional bezels. So, I still want my handlebar phone, and I want front-facing speakers because of how I use my phone. I have had front-facing speakers, and they are great. Like To give people perspective, I use over 200 gigs of data off Wi-Fi on my phone per month. So that's quite a bit of YouTube and Twitch on my phone. I use like 90 gigs on cellular data when I'm at school. <laughs> oh my god. You're you the reason why data... You're the reason... Well, it's only at school because the school Wi-Fi is so bad. Yeah, I still use 200 gigs of it. Well, a lot of it is me just on my phone, just like falling asleep watching YouTube and then just auto plays, auto plays, auto plays on my phone. I don't do my If I go to bed, I turn off my phone. So it's literally me watching something. That's all my data. To be fair, well, Bruno, I, I have Verizon and they installed a tower pretty much specifically for campus. And that tower, like the amount of people it handles is like probably very low, so I don't feel as bad because I know that tower isn't like handling thousands of people. See, I don't use that much data. I don't know why. I just don't. I'm always, I'm on, always Wi on Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, I built my reset, but I can see what I'm on right now. That's why I'm using the Google Fi project because, well, that's why I want to use it because I use less than a gig of data a month. Google Fi. 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 Um. Anyway, what I want from a phone is my second screen. Give it to me again, please, LG. I Find think that the always-on screen is an okay alternative, but I still like your secondary screen. I wish they would have kept that. The second screen, for anybody who doesn't have an LG V10 or doesn't know what it is, basically, when my phone's locked, at the top of my phone, there's like a little... like. So, you know how the iPhones now have like a little... What's it called? What do they call it? Now? No. A little hump. The, the notch. Yeah, the little notch. So slide that notch to the left side of the phone. And then to the right of that is a second screen. Like it's just a little tiny screen that's no bigger than your camera. So pretty much and... up at the top, you have a camera on the left, like a speaker and your your other screen. So that little section is a whole screen for you. Yes. And on that screen, it's always on unless it's facing straight down into like into your pocket or anything like that it's always on and it shows you recent notifications at least that's what i have mindset to recent notifications then it tells me the weather in like a very simplified version and then the full date and the time with my battery life and then if you swipe on it you have the option for to change your your phone to like ringer silent vibrate whatever you want 
um, your Wi-Fi, if you want to connect to Wi-Fi, your camera or your flashlight. Those are all custom. You can make them whatever you want. That's just what, what works for me. And then if you swipe one more time, you get to your music me- or like your media center. And that's like, it's just useful, quick. Here's everything without actually having to go into your phone from me. And that, I don't know, it just works very well for me. And when your phone is on, it's just quick apps, apps that are running and like your media center. It's, it just has everything right where you need it real quick. And I just want to say this because it, for people who don't know, it is a separate screen entirely. It's not like the phones today where that whole notch is one big screen. In the old LG phones, it's literally a separate LCD screen made specifically for that. Yeah, it doesn't pick up whatever is on your like big screen. So when you open it, it is just like a black background. So like the full regular main screen is just, it's smaller. But you have a second screen to make up for it. And I think it it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's just great. It's dope. I enjoy my always on, but I think that that's a great alternative and I might want to go to that. I think fingerprint scanners are the way to go as for security because mine is really quick. I don't know how other phones are, but I think mine's some of the quicker ones. I would love to have front facing speakers, but I don't. Um, It's not the end of the world, but I think it would be great to have. And I really like having a headphone jack, like a a dedicated headphone jack, but I will see how that goes in next flagships. We'll see. So, all hail Overlord Apple. I will take whatever you give. Wow. Okay. Would I like the headphone jack back? Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit more convenient, but I've gone over to Bluetooth headphones and I'm happy enough with them. It's not too much of a hassle in my life, but I could see it being a hassle in other people's lives. So, like, sure, that's a thing. I, I'm i excited for, like, the things we're going to be able to have with, like, OLED displays. Like, I'm, I almost want to upgrade early so I can get one, because the always-on type of thing, to me, seems nice just to be able to have the time on, or have a little weather icon to show me what it, the weather is going to be like. But, I don't know, software, just small things. Right now, the current uh, iOS is pretty buggy. They've actually pushed back a lot of features they want till the year after because iOS 11 was a huge failure. They just had so many feature and performance issues. Like, if you guys would send me certain types of text, it would just crash. Uh, not my phone, but like if I had an iPhone 10 or X, it would just crash my phone automatically. Hasn't that been a problem in the past, too? Uh, yeah, but like within like realms of okay like this this one's pretty bad by a lot of means like there's a lot of things just broken people said they rushed it but i think it'd be really cool is if companies go like razor and add in the 144 hertz or 120 hertz whatever they did because even if you don't game on the phone it makes for a smoother experience for ui navigation and stuff i get that but does is it really necessary for like everyday phone people they won't understand what's happening but they'll be like wow this is smoother there's not as much blur to the phone my concern is battery performance with that well even if it's only at like 80 fps 80 hertz i don't think it's important for me i don't think even if when they're streaming video like i think the big thing that oh the video will be nicer but no they're not the videos won't be the videos are still being sixty and thirty, but That's it's the mean. actual like UI navigation, the moving stuff around and just swiping through all that will be smoother. And they can make it adaptive, like um fee you're looking for monitors, G Sync monitors would work for you because it would sync up with your GPU and your GPU monitor would always run at the same refresh rate. It wouldn't be capped at 144 the whole time and stuff like that. Well, speaking of the Razer phone, do we really need a phone for gaming? Look at Fortnite. Isn't that making like one or two million dollars a day on mobile? Yes. Like, besides Fortnite, do you, well, 
even including Fortnite, do you really need to play, like, as a, I don't know, as a hardcore gamer on phone? Like, is that a thing that you really need? Not me, but I think there's a market for it. And not uh, not even American. It's more like an Asian market. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Razer phone it was supposed to be like a uh like a fan oriented phone, not a fan, but it was supposed to be like a people's phone. No, it was no. an enthusiast only phone. Really? Mm-hmm. But I thought like the enthusiasts were the fans. Like, well, it's 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 the Razer mindset, but the bezels are speakers. It's made by Robin. I don't know if you guys know the phone company, Robin. Razer acquired them. And Robin made such awful phones because they were full plastic construction. And they had awful durability. And the Razer phones are kind of suffering from that, too. I hope they change it. They want a little bit more metal than the other ones. But Razer put a lot of tech into the gaming features. There's a... In terms of other phones, there's a massive heatsink inside the Razer phone. The speakers are set up for a stereo setup while you're playing on your phone. And it has 140 or 120 hertz display. But for what type of games? Fortnite and what else? Fortnite, PUBG, racing games. Just There is a big mobile gaming market in um, the Asian market. I don't think you need enthusiast grade. You I don't mean, need three thousand dollar laptops, but they still make those. Well, that's like another point. Why would you get a razor phone when you can just drop that money on a laptop and get just as good as performance? Portability. Because it's not acceptable to whip out a laptop while you're in McDonald's and play <laughs> Fortnite. That's what you think, Bruno. I bring my whole tower. I'm excited for Steam's new, like, Steam Link into your cell phone. I think that's pretty cool. Now, would that be able to work outside of your home, or would you have to, like, VPN in? I think, presently, you would have to VPN in. Can you I guys don't... explain the whole thing? Like, I, I personally have seen stuff about it, but I haven't delved into what this whole Steam mobile okay. link thing is. Do you remember is. what the Steam Link is? Yeah, it's a way to connect like a TV or something else to a your computer and play Steam games. Like in our situation, yeah. we have a projector. We're able to go from B's computer to the Steam Link through our projector, so we can all just play games okay. with a big now, screen. Turn the Steam Link from a physical device into an app, and that's what it is. So I can play games on my phone from your computer. Yes, your computer is doing the work, but your phone is the display. Yeah, it's intended to use a controller with your phone, not use touch controls. Can I use a keyboard and mouse? If it's Bluetooth, yeah. Sure. People do that for Fortnite. Or even a dongle, a USB on the go. Dongle. I only say that because my iPad's decently big. Like I it's a twelve inch like screen with a decent quality. I feel like I could play a couple of these games. Like my new game battle tech I've been playing. I feel like I could play that on a smaller screen with a keyboard and mouse, it's not something I need great like reaction times for or anything like that yeah i mean that's a good way to look at it sure here's one problem though we all know how valve works and how they're always on top of the game get stuff delivered the next day the beta is only android so you might see it on apple in like five years five years (laughs) it took them like seven years to update the android app for steam Sure. Oh, did you guys ever see the story? Um, the uh, at least it was for uh, I can't remember what iOS or operating system it was, but uh, the app, mobile app, would only take power passwords up to seventy-five characters, but in the Steam like uh, you know, app on your computer would take passwords up to a hundred characters. So these people that were having these hashed out like passwords through those third-party websites, yeah, they're being log on on their phone. That sucks. And it was uh, all because they just changed the uh, character limit inside the password box to 75 instead of 100. That's well, annoying. That's just, that's just not thought out. Like That's not well-programmed at all. Uh, I, no, but I, I just found it funny because people weren't able to... They're just not able to log on to mobile because they'll use those, you know, the hash passwords that are 
just the long strings and bam. Get wrecked. Reset your password. Yeah. Well, isn't using max.password is actually less secure than using random amount? Because in dictionary attacks, at least, they go minimum, common word, then max. Well, these passwords aren't common dictionary passwords. Well, no, it's the way the attack would work is it would go minimum characters, because that's quickest. Then it would go common words. I mean, it was only 75. But then it would use... No, then it would go to max character limit, because it knows there's a lot of people who use those password apps that automatically go to full character limits, and it would just start hitting those. But I don't know if it was full character limits or anywhere between 75 and 100. What if the max character limit that password generator is 80? Well, then it's still out, but like it's not max of 100 of like Steam allows on the uh, desktop app. Most of those password generators say, how many characters do you want? And most people be like, well, this will take 255 characters, so give me 255 characters. If I ever started using one, I'd probably just come up with a random number in my mind and always use that one. And if it didn't work, I'll use whatever the website like, I'll probably think of, like, 75. I would just be terrified to use this website. Because what if you, like, forget your password to that website? Apparently, it's all, like, you just lose it. You're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and like, you no. lose everything. Yeah, yeah. I... Good Remember the theory? one kid in our um, uh, sysadmin class was showing us that. And it's like, well, what happens if you lose it? He's like, oh, it's all gone. I just, I can't justify That's how that. they stay secure is because they don't keep backups of anything. I don't think that's something that like should become mainstream. I don't think like, I know. I know it's getting like it's on its way, but it needs like I think everything's becoming like that. It's becoming like all or nothing. Like I assume. Well, this multi-factor needs to catch on more, but it's so expensive to implement as a company. And a lot of times, multi-factor is just horrible. Let's be honest here. We've all known some multi-factor. Is just done poorly and it makes people hate it to an, like a degree, which is probably not good. Yeah, I mean, like Steam's isn't great. I've had issues with it. How do like do you just do the Steam Guard or like what is your? Yeah. Like mine is I have to go in the app and like you know. Yep. I'll feel. What was your issue is. with it? Uh, your your password on your uh, phone or times on your phone was a minute off, causing you to never be able to log in. Yeah. So Discord with their two-step authentic they go through google authenticator right and my phone for whatever reason was off by like a minute about a minute it was under a minute but it was still roughly around there so anytime i would try to log into my discord it wouldn't let me because i was off by a minute for whatever like my phone slowed down or my computer sped up something happened i just couldn't yeah that's how those generators work they go by the time so if you're off on time, it doesn't work right. That's how we prevent hackers, is set our time zone to something random. I don't think it works like that. Well, okay, so, for example, for logging into my college account, I have to have a cell phone. Because I need all the other ways. One is a call, a text, or an app. Don't I forget there was the email option that went to your pit email too. But they took that down in. pretty quick. You can't log into your email. <laughs> to but get like, the email uh, for, to log in? Yeah, it, it went straight to your pit email and people were like, uh, I messed up. They're like, what do you mean? I sent a multi-factor to my email. They're like, well, how is that a problem? I can't log into my email because it forced me to use my pit email. It's It's such a Oh, I forgot my phone to class. Well, I need you to log in. Well, I can't log in. Also, we need to be more careful in the security aspect. When you use a text or a phone call, someone could intercept that phone call, theoretically. So they're not as safe as an app. You know what's even more inconvenient? Say you break your phone. This I worked at the computer shop for the school me, Nick, and Figo, too. Yep. Kids would bring in their phones because they dropped it, their screen cracked. And then they would come back two hours later and be like, I can't log in. And we're like, well, we can't do anything. Your phone's busted. So we would have to call up the main campus and have them give these kids like bypass access to their account. 
which is just so also, inconvenient. They are a pain to transfer to a new phone. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's also the I know you've had this issue before, where it's not really an issue, but it's more security. It's like people bring their laptop to this place, and then you try to log in. Or what happened? Oh yeah, I have to install Office or something through their account, and I can't because I need to use their student account to install Office. And I'll send them push notifications. Sometimes they'll be like 50-50, they'll accept it or not. But still, that's not secure if they just accept the post notification just because. It, what? I think multi-factor authentication is a good solution. It's just never been implemented in a way I think is practical. I, I mean, can agree with that. He was I going the wrong way with what you were thinking? No, you were going the right way. I just didn't hear what Nick was saying. I think a push notification, accept, deny is the way to go for the future but i don't think many things are using it yet like even though when we use for school i didn't change any of my settings but for some reason i have mindset to auto send a push and my phone has a push drop down that extends further to do approve or deny so i don't actually have to do anything other than tap once i know for nick he has to open the app and then hit accept or deny? No, I figured out I could do more. I was just lazy. Oh. So, if, like, if I get a notification, I just have to, like, swipe down on it and I can hit approve right there. Or if my phone's locked, I think I can just, like, swipe it over and approve. Do you have it set to do the auto-send push yet, though? I don't really know if I could do that or not. I don't know how I did it. It just does. Well, that's really nice that your does. I should mess around with it more, but I also don't want to break it. I don't know if it's quicker, but I found out that if you do the call option for the two-step notification, and you just like have your dial pad up, and you just press one, whenever like you answer the call, it just sends it through. That's too much prep work. It's, it's what? That's too much prep work. It's not, though. I don't ever have my phone app. Like you, just, you have to pull it out anyway to log in. Yeah, but I just hit the push notification that automatically shows up. Or... You just hit the call button, you receive a call, you open it, you press one, you're done. That's two button presses, my guy. I don't know, I think it's quicker. I don't even know where you, like, it. was it in the on the app, or was it like... When I made my account, it just did it. I don't know. Maybe I never <laughs> set up anything else but push notification. Because, like, in the app, you have literally no options but to get a key for me. Which I, like, I wish I could do auto-notification, but I can't. Like, I just don't know. I think it's stupid. I think I might have set it up on the school site before I did my phone. Well, I we won't go on the semantics of this, but in some like gaming news I wanted to bring up. So Fee and I played this game called Lawbreaker. Lawbreaker or Lawbreakers? Lawbreakers. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's in it. Eh. Last summer, it was a free weekend, and I personally enjoyed the game immensely, and I think Fee enjoyed it pretty well, too. Yes. Unfortunately, the Lawbreaker Studio, which has been has their hands in a whole bunch of other games, has just shut down. And I'm very saddened by that, cause I think it was a quality studio that shouldn't have gone under. Well, they put all their eggs in one basket with Lawbreakers. Like, they... They tried getting another title out before, like, the end was actually happening. But, basically, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, I, I don't want to disrespect by not knowing the, the studio name, but I don't. Um, I don't want to look it up either. Boss look Key up Produ the new game that they made. Is it, it's Boss Key Productions. Yeah, so Boss Key Productions, their CEO literally just made a dream team of developers and just got everybody hyped on this one dream they wanted to just put out a game that could like do its thing be good and that was lawbreakers they spent four years i think in a development of, of it how, how much I, I don't know but they spent a, a lot of money on advertising because i remember seeing commercials and posters for it everywhere a lot of money a lot of advertising they also had the uh god I, i'm blanking on his name the guy from rick and morty the voice uh seth Rollins. Yeah, they had his voice in uh, 
in the game too. So like that's like they went balls to the walls, put all this into it, and then the game just flopped. And it's probably well, we can't verify it, but it's ninety percent due to Overwatch, and people thought it was an Overwatch clone. They came out at an awful time. It did. Apparently, it came out Overwatch. at the same time as another lol. No. What was the other game that came out with Overwatch? I know what you're talking like about. Like the same weekend as Overwatch, they decided to release. They fly flopped harder than Lawbreakers. They're making a battle royale now. No, that's canceled. Because they are no longer a dev suit. What? No, not not um Lawbreakers. The Overwatch clone that came out the same weekend. Um, yes. I, I don't understand what, or I don't know what the name of it is, but yeah. Anyway, back to Lawbreakers. So Lawbreakers died. Like, I think, how many months passed? And it had like seven total players. For like... And a match needs ten. <laughs> it's like the peak, the peak players was the free weekend. Like 7,000, but that's still pretty low. That's really low for a free weekend. Right. But from like, you know, nothing. That's a lot. And then, like, if you would check any other day, like, if you check right now, I guarantee it's, like, at max, not even eight people in the past 24 hours as its peak. I don't even know why those eight people log on anymore. They can't even play the game. game. But they can't even play it. It's a fully (laughs) multiplayer experience, and it takes 10 to match. 24-hour peak is 16. Hey, that's a game. (laughs) That's that's a game and a half. (laughs) I just, it was it wasn't a bad game, didn't Bruno? It wasn't a bad game, but there was better games that did the same thing. Was it just because you're an Overwatch fan, you cannot say Overwatch is better than Lawbreakers? I don't know. Did you guys buy Lawbreakers? Lawbreakers had dollars. Lawbreakers had more immersive mechanics and better overall gameplay than Overwatch. In what in game my opinion, can you tell me that you can just shoot behind you? What other game is that a mechanic? Why do you need that? Because why not? there's zero I, gravity. Why is there parts. a mechanic? There is That's, parts of the map okay. that are zero gravity, and you put the gun behind you and start oh. shooting to propel yourself. I remember seeing that, yeah. It took me so long to figure it out, but once no, we I figured it there. out, it was genius. <laughs> yes, oh, but That's the problem with the game, is it was too complex. It wasn't. It really wasn't. It, it was just stupid. You hit E and you were firing behind you, and we just were sitting there like, "What? What? <laughs> Are you gonna be running down a hallway? Oh shit! Someone's back there." Da, 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 da. Get some cool kill cams? No. Like I think we were just messing around in the zero gravity and like did it once. Like, oh shit! It actually like propels you. Where are we going with this? I'm sorry. I just. I, don't know. I just. I, <laughs> you started something, and I uh, like. You were crying about lawbreakers being. I. I, well, I think they were going to redeem themselves with Radical Heights. Like, I thought they were going to, like, it looked like a good game. But I guess that's done, too. Radical Heights? That was in Alpha, wasn't it? I mean, it was in it was in development since Lawbreakers was released. Oh, so is that flopping now, too? The whole studio's they're, gone. But they're gone? How do you not? <laughs> Hello? I that's what we've just been saying. I'm sorry, viewers, if you've been confused, but it's closed. Like, I don't know if Dit was understanding, but it's closed. Done. Kaputs. Gonzo. No no more development is being made. Where did those developers go? They went to some other company or some other product. Really? Yes, the developers of Law... Some of the developers from Lawbreakers went to Pantropy. Oh, sweet. Which is the game a, you did? I feel playing. like you shouldn't be happy about that, dude. <laughs> yeah, I really wouldn't be, dude. It's it's an awful. I, I don't know. There's some good developers on on Lawbreakers. Can't like their game more than Lawbreakers did. Wow. Well, I'm not wrong. I mean, seventy-five thousand euros. Kickstarter hype. Just because you guys bought half the keys with two hundred and sixty dollars. No, apparently the devs like go into the small streams and give out keys. Like I had people in my chat saying that they got keys because the devs were in another stream. Were they in your stream? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch.tv slash. Tourism. Yo, if I did, I would have been so happy. Like, oh shit, there's a dev in my channel. Hi. 
That'd be pretty Please cool. Please fix the doorways, because that. All right. It is fun playing a game in alpha, and that's what I like. That's why I used to do a lot of alpha testing, is because you get to see how busted it is, and you get to watch it grow. Pantropy in the same day went from having the ability to walk up a 90 degree wall to your pickaxe breaking after you hit a rock. It went from super fun to super annoying within 12 hours. See, I don't have a problem with alphas. I have a problem with paying for alphas. But we also paid for the full game. So my question for you, Bruno, real quick, is why would you have a problem paying for alphas if that keeps the studio going in the future it's like because daisy but getting the game right there okay i understand daisy daisy is like the og pitfall we but all got PUBG. that wasn't live name, yet we name bought a game PUBG when it was at an acceptable phase i think though name the last game besides daisy that people it was what was it? It was early access and that it flopped. Um, that like survival game Ark. Ark I mean, was pretty bad. Yeah, but they tried doing too much with it. I think that was their thing. They they're still a hardcore game. fan. There's still but, people that play that game. I don't think it flopped as bad as it's not flopped, but it's not big, and they're still putting out expansions for it. Well, that's they, the other problem. The they made an expansion while they were in, like, early beta and charged money for it. Well, I think that they were just being pulled in so many different directions because people saw Ark as, like, not, I'm not going to compare it to Minecraft, but, like, it's a Minecraft platform that can go anywhere. It's Minecraft. just... That's what people are calling yeah. it. Well, that's what, like, I feel like their community was just torn so many different ways and what they wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like that's that's okay, because then it gives like the people who are buying their game, like that gives them it shows them where they want to go with it and if they should put more resources towards it. Also, that's, No Man's Sky. That's another one that it flopped. okay it that did came flop, out but it is now now it's a decent game from what I all reviews that I hear now are good. That was I don't want to stretch the conversation further just gonna throw it in there these these is another one but did that that didn't really have early access though it had beta weekends see i'm okay with what they did because they didn't charge you for their beta when it was unfinished they charge they're charging people for promises though they are and i'm that's also not okay are, with that but that's why i didn't buy like, the game i know i'm just saying that people are defending the game saying well this is their roadmap that's I don't want to start a whole nother conversation because we're getting to the end of the day here. But I just wanted to add another one to the list. I have been pretty strict with betas and alphas. I wanna be happy with where it's at for me to buy it for the price point. I feel like that's the internal rule that I have for myself. I don't want to buy something that I'm not happy with with the hope that it'll get better. I, I, I can. Well, that's the whole point of early access is that the devs take your input and make it better. Yeah, they're like, they're hoping that you help them. Help my them. personal yes. rule is a dollar an hour. Pantropy, I'll get that, and I've had good laughs in it already. I have ten hours in it, I think, and it's been fun. It's half paid off for me already. Do you guys think the forest was worth it? I don't know. I do. Not for dick. Bit scared. Yeah, I I was okay with where it was at the point for the price point. I think Daisy was a or not Daisy, the Forest was a fairly cheap game from the start, and they showed a lot of forward progress, which is another thing that helps me to accept a game for the price point. They were pushing out weekly updates every single week. So I think that helped that cause. Fair. I, when I come to it, I like, if I know where I'm going to play it with you guys, yeah, sure, I'll buy it. If it comes out to be a good game, maybe we get multiple playthroughs, like The Forest. Like, we played through it once. Speed, run, speed ran it, but like, still, we played through it once, and I got my enjoyment out of it. But now that it's done, 
oh, hey, they altered the ending. There's some new game mechanics. I can play it again. Yeah. So and we've I'm played it willing... before you played with us too, even. Right. So I'm willing to like put into it if if I think it'll be good. For me, it comes down to the devs. Like, if I have faith in the devs to actually complete it, I think I'm down for it. Like, if if a dev team is proven, like, okay, like, hey, let's do this, then yes, I think that they can pull it off. If not, like, if I like, and it comes in the game, if I like the game, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you have to have more faith in the devs than anything. Yeah, absolutely. And we kind of, like, ranted it towards the end. Well, but thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Thursdays of the Best Days podcast. Hopefully, you come back next week. Bye. 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 Bye.